0: Welcome to So You Can Heal. I'm Abby Parker, a licensed mental health counselor and therapist at Still Point Consultants.
1: And I'm Josh. I'm a licensed social worker and a therapist at Still Point Consultants as well.
0: Josh, when I use the word other, what do you think of?
1: The first thing that comes to mind are all of my grad school classes. When we talked about people being labeled as the other, So I sometimes don't necessarily see the other as a good thing. (laughs) Othering. And I guess that's the first thing that comes to mind. But like when it comes to like how I would define other, not me. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Oh, that's a true story. Yeah. Of course. If it's other, then it's not you. (laughs) And I think that's a great basic definition of other, like it, it is different than, and with anxiety, I find that like, whether it be myself or someone else, there's a lot of fear that goes into who is the other, what is the other, where's the other, what is the other doing? Like it can create a lot of fear.
1: And I think so much of the fear is based on like the expectation that, sometimes the other has for us and how that should look and what that needs to be like and whatever and I think that often those expectations really become part of our own story and it kind of propagates those expectations like generationally and creating the blueprint. I was just curious like what type of expectations do you see that lead to anxiety
0: i think if we drew out like expectations for every single person in the world we would find like universal expectations and then we would find like intricate expectations of like who that person is sure like i could have the silliest expectation that was never told to me but i could like i can carry an expectation that i am supposed to do the laundry every single sunday or i could have the expectation that i am supposed to be a certain way in society
1: i'm not allowed to hate people i have to love everyone and sometimes that belief gets set alongside laundry must be done every Sunday or I'm a bad person and a bad mom and a bad wife and a bad housekeeper and just bad all the way around.
0: And I feel that anxiety really digs those trenches deep for people.
1: I was just curious if you see that like the more global expectation or the more nuanced personal expectations are harder to kind of navigate through or do you think that it depends on, I mean, obviously I think it depends on the person, but sure. do you see one being easier to kind of maneuver through than another?
0: In this moment, I think of like the more intricate ones are easier to move through because if we don't have as much comparison against someone or something else, mm. then it's easier to change. Like if it just happens to be my quirk that I want to do laundry on Sundays, it might be easier to alter.
1: Versus I've been taught that if I don't love everyone, then I'm going to hell.
0: Yep. Because if there's a collective message and there is some type of affirmative to that message, then it is much more difficult to rework in your system. Right. What I find is that there are layers of these, and a lot of times those intricate ones came from several layers or one of those layers and what we might think is a small thing could be tied back to something that is much bigger
1: yeah i see that a lot i think where we assume that it's just about laundry on sunday But it's really about what a good wife is supposed to be and how you're supposed to be submissive, which comes from mom and then grandma and then, oh, well, the church and then or this belief system or that belief system.
0: If I sit in my roles that I have either owned myself or taken on from other people, inherited, essentially, then I am living out those things every single day.
1: Like living out those roles? Yes. And the expectations? that follow come along with them I can imagine deviating from them would create a lot of anxiety and because you essentially start to identify with them Hmm. making me curious like what roles do I (laughs) am I living in that create anxiety all of them Josh you're living in all of them
0: (laughs) because even being a business owner like I can sit in what I would consider more masculine energy Mm -hmm. where I'm looking at structure and I'm making plans and I am being, um, goal oriented. And eventually that creates a lot of discomfort for me because I want to break out of that mold and I want to live more creatively. I want to express, I want to create, I want to be in a flow, a state of flow.
1: Do you not feel that that is possible being a business owner or in your specific instance?
0: That would tie in to my anxiety, my limiting beliefs of what would happen if I did that. Because it ties into expectations and fears. If I did that, I wouldn't be as committed to business practices, or I might lose money, or, you know, my security of my career could be jeopardized. And all of those are fears. Like, I know that.
1: So do you feel, think... The anxiety comes from, how did you say that just now? Um, oh, limiting beliefs. The anxiety is, kind of stems from having limited beliefs about what might be possible.
0: I think it comes from limiting beliefs of what might be possible. I also think it comes from constructed beliefs from other, like what it means to be a business owner within the Midwest and be a woman who happens to be white.
1: I mean, and I, as you're talking about business, I'm like, yeah, like that same type of expectation as placed on like me as a gay man, like people expect me to be a certain way. And if I'm in public, then you're not allowed to show any affection and like all of this other stuff. I mean, that is really anxiety inducing the idea that I can't even like, I have to have at least a foot of space between me and my partner at all times because of, I don't know what's going to happen if I'm close to him or yeah
0: and Josh when you were talking another concept came up for me and especially when our anxiety creates rules or whether those rules are created for us because of experiences
1: can you explain that a little bit like what type of rules
0: like the rule that you have to stand so far apart from your partner
1: I mean and I think some of the the global pieces like do tie into like Religion and just societal pressures from culture and whatever's kind of going on. I mean, I kind of look at social media and the amount of anxiety that it can produce in younger teens and my nieces and nephews, for example, who to a certain degree feel like that whatever they're seeing on TikTok or whatever the new thing is this week that that's kind of real and because that's not what they're doing or where they're at then something inherently is wrong with them and then if they can see that and feel that then other people are going to see and feel that and then it's just like this whole kind of mind fuck about like what they should and shouldn't be who they should and shouldn't be and how they should and shouldn't be doing it
0: and that concept of other, if, if it's not understood in, like, a, avenues of possibility, it becomes polarized. Right. The should and should not.
1: Right. Rather than a could and maybe type of thing.
0: Josh, this conversation want, makes me want to, like, start breaking some of the rules.
1: Yeah, for sure. Or
0: working with some of my own expectations.
1: Yeah. Well let's invite our listeners to break one rule that they've set for themselves this week and not even for the day just sometime this week break one of the rules
0: yep i like that
1: well abby as always thank you
0: thank you